Night Attack is brought to you by all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash Night Attack. Subscribe today and get the pre-show and after show early in your own RSS feed. Also, thank you to Doghouse Systems for powering the show with their great computers. You can get one of them, too. Get yourself a free SSD when you get a Doghouse computer. Doghousesystems.com slash rogue. Use promo code rogue at checkout. That's R-O-G-U-E. Our friend ICU put together this previously on video for Night Attack, episode 347. Sounds like a shaggy lyric. Would you rather eat a live a spider? I can kill a person to do it. Or go down and eat a helicopter. W-I-R, but what are gonna choose? Uh? <laughs> Ryan Brushwood. I'm a buzzard all around the hive now. <laughs> Eating human teeth. <laughs> Take a chocolate milk bath all the time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, you beautiful bastards, you demon horse of the internet. It is go time for Night Attack. I'm Brian Brushwood, live in Austin, Texas. Joined as always by my BFF and OAK, it's JRY, Justin Robert Young. What's up, what's up, Justin Robert oh Young? Oh my god. Uh, uh, dude, I'm I'm so pumped, man. It's 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 uh it, it's a good time. We have we have a good guest. Bryce is here. Uh, where there's gonna be no more shaggy impressions. Uh, uh, but but here's here's what we do have. Uh, uh, awesome comedian, star of television, and uh, really I think groundbreaking in terms of uh, doing some great stuff uh, in terms of live entertainment online. Ladies and gentlemen of Night Attack, it is Christopher Titus. Welcome to the show, sir. Huzzah! Hey. What's up, man? Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. It's a groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking. I'm looking into these things called cameras uh, well, and talking. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah pushing, that, pushing the envelope, fuckers. You know like, me. It, it, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this much. Uh, I know that a uh, longtime fan of, of, of and friend to both of us, uh, Meryl Barr reached out and he was just like, have you seen what Christopher Titus is doing? And I was like, uh, 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 not, not, uh, uh, should I have? And so he sent me a link, and uh, I guess I guess on your your first big show that you did, uh, it looked to these eyes like you sold tickets and had five thousand live simultaneous viewers on a live stream on YouTube. Did, did, did my yes. eyes deceive me? Because those are no. live numbers are hard to do like that. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. Yeah, we. It's weird, man. I love stand up so much. Like years ago, people always go, "Oh, you want to get another TV show?" Not really. If that happens, great. But I, but I, but I'm a stand up. I'm a love doing stand up. And and I decided I was never going to be actor meat. I never want to be one of those dudes that was praying to God that I get some sort of like Folgers commercial or something. Sure. Um, to get, make it through the day. So I became a good stand up. And all the other stuff happened after it. And when COVID hit, all I was seeing was these guys and, and comedians I respect yelling from their kitchens into a laptop. And I thought, this is not how comedy is supposed to be. So I've no. had a soundstage. I've had a soundstage for about five years and 24 foot ceilings built to universal sounds. So they actually filmed, uh, remember the Grinch's Soul Christmas? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, Jim Carrey's The Grinch's Lair was built in here. They filmed it in here. Ah, so, so now we and, all oh, have shit. lair envy. We thought we could start off complimenting. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And yeah. Also you bring yeah. in, you can big time oh, yeah. us with The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, yeah, it's and funny. You can still see where the stalactites or mites. What is on the floor? One, the stalagmite or tight? <laughs> uh, one might hit the ceiling. Might, the might, other uh, might goes up. Hold tight. Tight. Yeah. tight to the yeah. ceiling. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. 
um, that's this information they taught us in school and we've used it every day, which I'm really glad. So exactly. Um, so the algebra of geology, what did you fucking you learn? Uh, so, um, I, I started filming. We had the setup, and I thought, well, I'll get some cameras, and we'll do a three-camera shoot in Comet. We, so we bring an audience in. We actually uh, fumigate the place with a thing called EnviroShield. It kills 99% of all, 99.9% of all viruses, including herpes. So a lot of performers have gotten better after they so, left. Oh, I, I, yeah. I like to believe, like, suddenly you got a bunch of uh, people declining to show up <laughs> because they're, they're like, I'm sorry, man. There's, like, a force field. I can't get in. Yeah. You're killing my bit. So, <laughs> so we actually put three cameras up, uh, built a set. I went and got lights and we, yeah, that's Ron. Ron Punch is doing another Christmas show. Every, by the way, that set, every show, I'm actually struggling four hours before for showtime, trying to throw something together to make it look like it's just not a warehouse, but we have a new backdrop coming and we did Everlast did music. Um, oh man. Fortune Feimster was amazing. And her show, but we have the lighting, and I want you guys to tune in for a comedy show, man. We're all—it's only ten bucks, and we're, it, we're, it sucks to be in this. Like, I can't wait to get on the road. I don't want to book comedians. Just so you know, I don't want to fucking do this. Oh, I thank hate goodness, because because we're but, not funny. <laughs> this is yeah, like... no, but I but I love I love doing it. So I'm gonna redo uh, Carrying Monsters is my new show. We're doing that on November fourteenth. Uh, uh, this weekend we're doing a show with uh, Greg Barrett and uh, Jackie Cation. It was really funny, and uh, and then we're doing a dual show with my wife, who's also a comedian, and on in um, on I don't know December twelfth, and that's going to be a dual show. And it's just it's really fun. Fortune Feimster was nuts, man. She did it like a variety show. It's it's pretty crazy. So, so do you so want to see real comedy? Looks like a able, comedy show. How many folks are you able to have live in studio? Because as as somebody who tours, you know the importance of that social proof of hearing the laughter, of hearing the live aspect right. of everything. I mean, in a world where uh, we were talking about how in they're trying to bring that to football by having little little uh, television screens with faces on them for people to high five after they score a touchdown. Like like how how do you bring that that live event energy to it? So after we actually do the uh, Viber Shield, we have everybody come in. Everyone's temperature checked at the door. We have anywhere from 10 to 25 people. They're all socially distanced. That's how big the room is. And then we actually have mics on the tables. And so we mix that through another board. Oh, that's shit. That's great. Goes, so when it goes out live, you're actually not seeing some dude just talk. And we learned that because the first time show we did, I did, and we didn't do that. And it sounds like I'm just, it's horrible. I, I actually, like you're just I burned dying. It, I, it just yeah. sounds lonely. I, yeah. It just sounds like you're tanking it. So now we, we started mic in the audience. And so what ends up happening is you look like you're watching a comedy special. It's really cool. With yeah. the three cameras, we have a switcher. We have a real life switcher. And yeah, we, I just want so, to, so, it's not fair to the comics to do, to have to do a shit show. And it's not fair for the audience to have to watch one. So we've kind of covered both ends of it. So, so, uh, so let me, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Titus, uh, when did you a decide that this was a thing that was definitely going to happen and are you doing them all paid or or are you doing some free or just like to, to prove the concept like like how, how do you think of 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 this like combustion experiment oh it's 10 bucks man if you can't you know i mean see that's open so mic you are you more, are a so. club you are you are a club and no this is, god it's 10 i don't want to get in 
Yeah, ten bucks to get in, and you get it, and you get to actually sit in your own house. You're not paying nineteen sure. bucks for a drink, and you, and you don't have to no. wear pants. This, and I this, think is, that... this does sound like the kind of thing you would explain to the kind of officer, like, no, we're not a titty bar. We're just a place <laughs> that you have yeah. to pay a cover exactly. charge, and you exactly. can get drinks. And maybe I swear to God, I swear to God, they're all my sister, and it's our religion. <laughs> I, I like that you took it. You took it down. You're like, so basically, you're just like a funny bone in a in a mall. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's no, what no, I'm no. doing. Think, oh, shut up. Let me let me just let me just say because on the internet and this is something that we are kind of uh, uh, very very well aware of everything has an expectation of being free right and and that is right. both uh the greatest gift that the internet can give you and the greatest curse because number one Amen. you just have a massive audience that is always they can roll over at any moment and find you and you have great discoverability and when you don't have a profile that's fantastic but at the same time once you've passed that threshold of we're always free, you're always expecting everything to be free. Holy shit, is it hard to pry any kind of money unless you create a big reason for it. And so I really, right. I just wanted to draw that line because I really respect what you're doing there and just saying like, no, look, the world, the internet's free. Go find a, a bunch of stuff. I'm sure all these comedians and comedy acts have clips on YouTube that you can watch right. them do it. But if you want to watch this show, on this right. day, at this time, it's 10 bucks, which ain't exactly prank of the fucking bank. Right, but it's also, yeah, it's also like the production values are, I think, I think people will pay for something that's good. And so, you know, it, it's, it's hard to book comics sometimes because you want to make sure that they can sell enough tickets. But we invested in the lighting and the, it's almost like there's no comedy specials getting filmed right now. So we tried to do it. Um, and the, the weird thing I've learned about is you got to keep it loose. You, you couldn't just get up there. We had one guy get up and lock his act down and do it. And it, dude, it was like, no, 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 no. You have to pay. We're in a weird situation. You have to acknowledge the weird situation. Acknowledge, and, and so, uh, yeah, I, free, you know, man, at one point as an artist, uh, I work really hard. You guys work really hard. Uh, my podcast is free. Um, but my jokes, uh, they cost money, motherfuckers. They cost money. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want the A game, you want the polished material, and you're gonna pay <laughs> yeah, exactly. like not not even full polished price. It's like I'm you know what? You get unlimited free drinks. They're in your fridge already. Just give me ten exactly. fucking dollars, all right? <laughs> exactly. You don't have to pay for parking, you didn't have to pay for the ticket to get it. You, just ten bucks and you're good. And also, uh, I, I there was a, here's how weird I am about writing jokes. I wrote a because I'm gonna do new material. I'm uh, hosting the show with Jackie Cation and Greg Barrett. Uh, Greg Barrett, uh, he wrote uh, She's Not That Into You and was a writer in the movie and stuff. And he's, just, he's, he's honestly one of the funniest people I know. And Jackie Cation has, is just, just blows the roof off every show she's on. She tours with Maria Bamford a lot. And so I'm just going to host it. But I, I can't just host it with my old shit, so I had to write all this Halloween material. And I, I was tweeting one of them out to sell the show. And I really had this weird, almost a tumor-building moment where I'm giving out a killer joke for free. And yeah. so I have to get over that. I gave out one. I gave out one for free. <laughs> well, and just know that it almost killed him, which I guess is spooky <laughs> like Halloween. So uh, Let me get over it, it. Was, it was sort of on theme. Here's a joke. Let me see if I can get it. Let me see if I can get it out without just totally tanking it. By the way, people listening and watching, this is a joke that I wrote for the show. Let's see how it goes. <clears throat> I suck at carving pumpkins. When I get done carving my pumpkin, uh, it looks like uh, it's got caught for stealing money from a drug cartel. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's, it's, it's a, a good joke. Good. Nailed it. That's a good <laughs> joke. You.
Uh, so the uh, uh, man, I, I feel like I've waited uh, twenty plus years to to share this 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 near brush that you and I had. Uh, uh, I I don't know that I've ever had the chance to tell you this directly, but uh, uh, for twenty years I toured with a uh, live stage magic show. Think low budget Penn and Teller, Blood and Guts, Nails and Eyes and stuff, and. Uh, my very first national TV appearance I ever did was on the Roseanne show, which I have to explain to people. Wow. She, she had a, a, you know, a TV show for about 20 minutes. And in my local mm -hmm. market, it came on after the, the latest infomercial, but before the NBC affiliate just gave up and then just started running local <laughs> Doppler radar. Uh, and, and so <laughs> it was in those last few days um, they, that they, they booked me knowing that Roseanne was a huge germaphobe. And, uh, and so I did, uh, uh the nail in the eye trick, but, but you were in the guest room next to me. And, uh, and I was just like, Oh my God, Christopher Dice, they're very, very close. Well, that's right. Yeah. The, uh, you can see real, uh, very briefly this footage. There it is. That's, uh, oh, wow. th that was, uh, that was our near, our near miss, uh, back in the day tw in, in Holy crap, May of man. 1999. God, 19, I, the show wasn't even on yet, man. I, I, I um, think it was just starting. I, I, I feel because I we recognized filming, your name. We were, yeah, we were filming, but we hadn't we hadn't aired it. Actually, oh, it must it must actually, have been May of 2000. Now that I think about it, yeah. Oh, so it was on. It was on May, yeah. March, April, May. Yeah, we were brand new. Oh, those were good times before I smarted off to the network president. Yeah. Oh, is that? Uh, that is, sounds like a tale <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, that's why the show got canceled three years later. Uh, wow. So, uh, well, uh, on to other subjects. Hey, Justin, I voted. <laughs> uh, oh, Brian. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, well, Titus, here's here's the deal with uh, my friend Brian. He uh, is phobic of of not many things, but the one thing that he is definitely allergic to are lines. This yeah, motherfucker. Ugh. Like, like he is just anything that he can avoid a line at, like he will, he will do, he will, he doesn't like waiting anywhere. He will try to scam his way to the front of the line, whatever it is, he will, <laughs> there he are a lot of places you it. could get a lot of, a lot of flexibility. It turns out like, you know, federal voting is not one of those things. Uh, so, so, so just, just to set it up, how many times did you go buy a voting location and then turn back for, because for, there was a line? For t it was two trips. Uh, there were only two locations that I could do. And twice I left, you're like, ah, let me go check out the lines and see the voting. And I drove, I did a drive-by and I was like, uh, see it wrap around the building, like hells no. And then let me go to the other place. Nope. And then on home, tried that again a second day. I ended up doing enough research that I find out that statistically, Early voting is never less busy than on a Sunday. Turns out Sundays are a great day to do early voting because it's always less than half of the number of people on a Monday. I'm like, haha, I got you, motherfuckers. So, so at noon, <laughs> I hop in the car and uh, head on out, and I pull up to the place, and I swear I start taking pictures because there are no cars in the parking lot, and I sp take pictures of the outside of the building, texting them to Bonnie. There, there ain't nobody in there. I walk right up to the door and tug on it, and it's locked because they're closed, and I think. Maybe that's just this location. So I go to the other location and it's also closed. But then I see a guy walking around in the parking lot holding a voting machine. And I say, I say, excuse me, um, are they doing early voting? And they're like, yes, you'll have to wait 45 minutes until we open. So you son even of a though, bitch. <laughs> so so you though, still waited yeah. 45 minutes, but you had the sixth satisfaction. Yes. 
of not having a person in front of yes. you, and that made it better. The yes. same time was wasted. Yes, but, yes. Uh, and you didn't I'm, I'm fuck just, off. Yeah, I'm just stunned at the research. Like, just think of the hours you put into research to figure out which day. <laughs> then you showed up two or three different times after already going and add all that time up. Jesus Christ, dude. I, I, I am not the hero of this story. I will make that abundantly <laughs> clear. I'm the you asshole. You could have gotten the DMV with a drunk driving ticket and spent less time. <laughs> I did uh, I did, I did. fuck off for 30 minutes to the closest bar and play a game of Hearthstone and then and then come back, though. So, uh, but, but I did my civic duty, and it felt good. Uh, hey, speaking of doing your civic duty justin what is the yeah. way that all of our fine listeners can support this show well uh look friends uh as we as we mentioned before there is uh, uh no expectation of payment on this show because we are a far less quality than a uh, a christopher titus produced stand-up <laughs> program but if you do out of the goodness of your heart want to give us cash and you want to prove that indeed uh, uh, free content can be rewarded. Well, then, friends, head on over to patreon.com slash night attack. That's where you can get your custom RSS feed. You can be uh, a part of the, the the group that's keeping this show alive. You can reward us for the fact that we are doing these happy hour shows four days a week to supplement it all throughout this pandemic. Uh, patreon.com slash night attack. Get the pre-show and the post-show before anybody yeah. else. And of course, if you are a new pledger or if you up your pledge, then you have a chance to randomly be picked out for a little thing we like to call... Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the night attack. New Patreon name chant corner hour. Of All right, now, Christopher, this is normally the portion of the show where our hope is we never know if somebody is like on, on a bike out tending to the kids while they're listening to the show. But we always think it's great to know that somewhere out there, one person is going to get freaked out when we just start saying their name. Uh, but and normally it's in order to be in on it, you have to either be a new pledge or up your pledge. In this case, we have somebody who reduced their pledge by two thirds. So I want to freak out this person. Uh, I'll I'll go first. Justin, you go first. Right. And Christopher, yeah, if, yeah. if the spirit moves you, you can also yeah. chant his name. But I want to say, up yours, Dick, Dick Ran, Ran Von Hunting Taint. Dick Van Ron Hunting Taint. Dick Ran Von Hunting Taint. Dick Ran Von Hunting Taint. It's not gonna get better than that. Everybody, everybody. Dick Van Ron Hunting Hunting, 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 hunting. I'm just afraid everybody's going to reduce their pledge by two thirds now, thinking that that's the way to get it. Why are you validating this? Because it gave me an excuse to say Dick Rand von Huntington for a name. It's a fair point. Fuck this guy. You lowered your money? Fuck you, bro. There we go. Now we all know who did it. Uh, yeah, and of course, be Ron hunting uh, because whatever. we're live on Twitch for exactly <laughs> one minute, we play the game that everybody plays on Twitch, only we refuse to say thank you to everyone, but instead tell a totally one minute true story uh, that happens to involve the names of everybody who donates right now. So I was making a bad weave the other day, Justin. Well, look, man, uh, your sooth, which is Egyptian for truth, is your own. Ah, uh, you said it. That makes you a soothsayer, much like your man Jeff won. <laughs> 
Well, uh, that's uh, uh, one. Of course, is a family name, uh, and uh, one we want to keep. Uh, we want to keep uh, uh, there. Look, I might be a blue-eyed ginger southpaw, but Brian, I'm sick of you talking this wild shit about Sir Palmer Courtney. Uh, oh my God! Look, as you know, he's he's going to be the last Beatle standing. Just ask this bio cow that can talk. Hey, bio cow, who's going to be the last Beatle alive? That's not grim. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, my real name is Kuhan Luke, and <laughs> I approve this it. message. This is, this is, this is golden improv. Uh, hey, Bryce, you got a game for us? <laughs> I do. I want to give uh, thank yous uh, to Dr. Onkel Mao, who wrote this game for us. Thank you so much, Dr. Mao. Uh, have you guys heard of the Ig Nobel Prize? Yeah, this is like uh, it's 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 kind of a reverse noble. In order to qualify, you have to have a scientific paper that is published in a scientific journal, and they just want to kind of shine a spotlight and gently mock people. I remember a, a friend of mine who was a sword swallower was co-author of a paper with a PhD that was trying to figure out long-term physiological uh, damage uh, of sword swallowers, and and they got an ignoble award, uh, which I think they just wanted somebody to come eat, uh, swallow a sword at the Egg Nobles. Mm. So yeah. this is like the Razzies of the Nobel Prize. Yes, exactly. exactly. There okay, we go. So I like it. I like See, it. Here we go. So this is this is why he's got a better layer. This is why he's got a better show. <laughs> Although I, I do love <laughs> no, to no, imagine I just, that I need somebody... To dumb it down. <laughs> I, I love to, the idea that someone's at the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony and everyone's wearing kilts or whatever the fuck they wear and somebody's just like, someone needs to Razzies this bitch. Like, and, and there we go. We're here with the Ig Nobles. <laughs> That's great. There's a bunch of Nobel Prize winners sitting around in a bar talking shit. You read that guy's paper with the sword swallowing bullshit? <laughs> he, he thought he's playing our game, this douchebag. Hey, why don't you work on farts, too? You fire, just farts aerosolize fee, uh, uh, COVID? Let's work on that one, too, you well, Don't get ahead of me. Every, don't get ahead of me in the game. Everyone, everyone's, la everyone's laughing so hard, they're banging their Nobel Prizes on the bar top. <laughs> so, yes, these are awards given out by the satirical journal Annals of Improbable research every year since 1991, the Ig Nobel Prizes are given recognition of real scientific achievements that, quote, first make people laugh, then make people think. I'm going to give you the year, the category, and a description of the research that was awarded an Ig Nobel Prize, and you're going to have to tell me if it was real or fake if this is just made up. Uh, these are taken from improbable.com where they list all of this stuff. Note that the styles of descriptions have changed over the years. So we'll do kind of a warm-up round. How about that? Uh, sure, and we'll, let's we'll, go. We'll ask all of you in, in, in order. Um, Brian, we'll start with you. You'll be the first one to answer here. This is the 2000 Ig Nobel Prize in Psychology. This was awarded to David Dunning and Justin Kruger for their modest report, Unskilled and Unaware of It, How Difficulties in Recognizing One's Own Incompetence Lead to Inflated Self-Assessments. This was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Social Psychology, December 1999. Do you believe this is real or fake? Uh, not only is this real, but like I first heard of it a couple of years ago, and it's like it's like a thing everybody brings up. It's when you're too, too dumb to know you're dumb, uh, and uh, it's it's called the Dunning Kruger effect, named after him. So it's to totally real. I say. Okay, yes, Brian. Yes, I agree. It's a Dunning Kruger effect. It <laughs> is when stupid people don't understand they are stupid. <laughs> It's, it's, it's when they're too stupid to, to answer me the questions. I turn the screw tighter. <laughs> tighter. That's right. right. I've tortured people that were just dumb, not realizing they weren't trying to hide anything. <laughs> uh, and Justin, this is warm-up round. It doesn't really matter. But... I think I've actually heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Right. And That's of course, right. that shit's uh, real. Uh, and Chris, I'm sure, you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, and that's true. That's that's correct. The, the Dunning Kruger effect, of course, well known. So uh, that's the how the game is thing played. is on Twitter. On Twitter, when someone is so stupid they don't know stupid, and you bring it up, they're so stupid they have no concept what you're saying when you call them that they're going through the Dunning Kruger effect. It's 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 just it's a vicious circle of moronic bullshit. And so yeah, giving the warm up round is really bothering me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we, there we go. He's, he's already <laughs> tougher ones. Uh, all right, here's question one. This is the 1998 prize in chemistry. It went to Ramesh Patel et al. for determining the chemical composition of the air inside of a submarine during extended periods of submersion and how air quality varied depending on what food was served. The report, <gasps> an analysis of the constituents of air on board a submersible correlating factors and trends over time, was published in the International Journal of Mass Spectrometry, November 1995. Justin, we'll start with you first. Do you believe this is real or fake? All right, so this is farts, right? They're farting in a, they're farting <laughs> exactly. in a box, and they're trying to figure out whether or not it's affecting the sailors or, or submarine submariners. I like uh, subsailers. Yes. They're they're yeah, subsailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go real. I'm gonna. I mean, like, I have no sense. I don't know why I'm I'm trying to deliberate on this as if I have any kind of sense of this sort of research, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go real and what we'll, we'll see from there, like a, like a submarine. This is my sonar. We'll see if it pings back. Boop, 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 boop. Chris, what do you think? Real or fake? I, I, you know, it sounds like one of those things that ends up years later in a report that the D, uh, that the department of defense spent all this money on to study <laughs> farts in a submarine. Uh, and just, I, I think it's totally legit. I think it's totally legit. And I, I'll bet it changed the menu on the submarines for many years. <laughs> I do. I love that. That that's like an attack ad. Like uh, senators <laughs> Wilson uh, spent four billion dollars <laughs> studying farts on a submarine. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Your I, tax dollars at work. I want to okay. believe it's All real. All while a soldier died every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe it's... over soldiers for shame, Senator Wilson. Yeah. I just want believe... you want for governor. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian. Uh, I want to believe it's real, if for no other reason than to expect that somewhere somebody said that mass spectronomy is my ass speciology. It also it does sound like uh, like the third act of armageddon where it's like like uh, no don't you realize what's in those those submarines this paper <laughs> fart air yeah, fart exactly. air yeah look at this it's i grab the manifests that. and they've been eating nothing but this brand of beans there's too much lysine <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie where guys, we got to get down there. The submarine's been down. Do you know what that air is like down there? They the, last night was Taco Tuesday. We got to get these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> Why this this sub's a hundred years old? How are these bodies perfectly preserved? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, damn it. They had cabbage yesterday. We got to save them. <laughs> all right, you've all said real. This paper is No. Already bringing the heat, motherfucker. All right. I, I think see. it needs to be. I, I think it needs to be real. It yeah. Really by the way, if it's, uh, any of these that are fake just have yet to become published studies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, the the scientific uh, uh, community of, of Brushwood, Titus, and Young is going to be on it. 
<laughs> All right, let's do round two. Chris, you'll be the first one to answer on this one. This is okay. the prize in medicine for 1994. It was awarded in two parts. First, to patient X, formerly of the U.S. Marine Corps, a valiant victim of a venomous bite from his pet rattlesnake for his determined use of electroshock therapy. At his own insistence, automobile spark plug wires were attached to his lip, and a car engine was revved to 3,000 RPM for five minutes. Second to Dr. Richard C. Dart of the Rocky Mountain Poison Center and Dr. Richard A. Gustafson of the University of Arizona Health Sciences Center for their well-grounded medical report, Failure of Electroshock Treatment for Rattlesnake <laughs> Envenomation, published in Annals of Emergency Medicine, June 1991. Chris, what do you think? Um, I think I've actually done comedy in the town where that actually was. Um, pretty sure. Uh, it sounds like a, it does sound like a Friday second show thing you see in the parking lot after a, after the funny bone. Um, man, it sounds so outrageous. It has to be real. It just he revved it. To, he would kill him. It would set his face on fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's not real. I'm gonna it's say it's fake. not real. Okay. Yeah, Brian. It is really out there and really specific. But but in general, like I almost certainly somebody's gotten ignoble for writing a paper about why somebody did something dumb and it didn't work. But but it doesn't seem like there's much to prove. I'm I'm with Chris on this one. I I'm gonna say not real. I'm say not real. Justin Robert Young. Take uh, I'm going to write myself a paper on game theory and say that it's real as fucking <laughs> rain, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. People write papers all the goddamn time. Like, you think they're all about uh, 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 AIDS or something? No. Sometimes they're going to write a double <laughs> Not one. Not all papers are about AIDS. You heard it here yeah. first, Let's folks. Let's dispel this myth. Come on. Exactly. So, so, so you're saying that not all scientists uh, worry about cure, curing cancer. A lot of them are like, what if we hooked a fucking spark plug to your face and then rev the car for five well, yeah. minutes? It, 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 After you got bit by your pet rattlesnake. And he's not a pet. That's a, you just basically have a killer that you live with. <laughs> it's not a pet. Well, and and uh, uh, what I love, I would love to believe that these two are roommates, and one of them is like a, a getting his PhD, and then his his roommate though is the fuck up who's drunk, and then he's just like like he sees it, he's like, hold on, let me get my pen and my clipboard. I've got, I smell a Nick Noble. All yeah. right. It's the day before the final. He's like, it's a Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. He's like, he's like stupid, his, stupid. I, I got need an idea. An idea. <laughs> <laughs> My rattlesnake bit me. Hold on. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and he's there okay. twitching on the front lawn with his boxers ripped, and he's just like, "Don't say I never did anything for you, Jordan." <laughs> what I like is the Marine is the one who said, "Please zap me." <laughs> he's the one. Wow. That actually is the only thing that tracks without question. There's no doubt so that that dude is like, "Fucking give it to me!" <laughs> All right, Brian and Chris, you said fake. This one is. You're fired. Real. Oh, oh really? Wow. I have no faith in the scientific community anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm Here we go. Jesus will save not, us. Jesus. Not all about what, AIDS. What, what, what not journal was this published AIDS, in? Gentlemen. The uh, Annals of Emergency Medicine from 1991. And, and so, okay. oh, no, it's about emergency medicine. <laughs> well, you know that that, that that journal is lit, dude. Imagine if it works, like, though. Like, yeah, Imagine if it works, though. You, you realize that this is like the journal equivalent of the news at 11 saying, like, uh, electroshock there. 
therapy. Your patients might be using it. <laughs> Film at 11. No, no, no. This is like, like uh, this was the cover story for July. And then August, it's like, you know, what happens when a katana goes up your dick hole? Like, <laughs> you, like, like they're, they're finding shit out that crazy things happen. And they're discovering the medical facts about it. This, this is, is a, this is a scientific getting, process, I'm getting, man. Yeah. I'm getting a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's hooking your face to a Nova medicine. No. <laughs> <laughs> emergency medicine i don't know uh Creston three brian we're gonna start with you here on this one the 2006 prize in physics was given to basile audley and sebastian newkirk for their insights into why dry spaghetti often breaks into more than two pieces when you bend it this was published as fragmentation of rods by cascading cracks uh, colon why spaghetti does not break in half in physical review letters august 26 2005 God, brian this, is this no, real or fake this sounds this sounds so real like like that's too clever an observation by half to come up with uh, because i know that like mathematicians write um entire uh, uh theses about uh why why a fly fishing backlash uh doesn't have to be cut uh, you can untie it uh this sounds totally real 100 percent. all right he says real justin we're gonna go to you GT. GT. This sounds stupid as hell. Like this sounds dumb. Like like this is a like this isn't a science paper. It's like <laughs> how spaghetti cracks. <laughs> it's like, sir, would you please stop buying tickets to the Ignoble Awards just to heckle people? <laughs> yeah, you we suck. know we know they're dumb this papers. Dumb. That's our whole stick. We're the Razzies of of science. Boo. <laughs> I'm booing the the professional booers. <laughs> Who boos the booers? Uh, uh, yeah, I I'm I'm gonna say this is fake. This is no. This is something that one of you scamps came up with. Yeah, he says fake. Chris, what do you think? Man, I don't know. I, I, if it's real, it, you know, that just means that, that there's a reason there's only one Dr. Fauci because all these fuckers are right. Like <laughs> Everybody this. else is trying um, to win their yeah, Razzie. Know, like a, um, you, know, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like one of those things that like some like uh, guy who studied um, architecture or stresses on buildings or metal would see if there's possibly some structure in spaghetti we could use for building. It's ah, I'm going to I'm going to be wrong again, but I'm going to say. Some dumb shit got a got a grade for this, and I think that it's real. I'm gonna say real. I would love I would love if this is what Fauci was doing before he got to the <laughs> National Health Institute. He's like, Fauci comes the science goes, the science says that you when you break the spaghetti, it is in more than two pieces at a ninety percent efficacy rate. People don't realize Fauci's way, an Italian first, name. First I did AIDS, then I did spaghetti. <laughs> now I'm doing COVID. Everybody yeah. was doing AIDS. Nobody's doing the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nobody. Everybody was on AIDS and cancer. Spaghetti. It's me, Fauci, <laughs> the king of spaghetti. All right, Brian and Christopher said real. This paper is... That's real. Oh, damn. This is a tied game. By the way, I don't feel better. I feel worse. I wish it was fake. Oh, God.
All right, let's do number four here. This was the 2013 prize in linguistics given to Hans Clausen for his practical investigation on the feasibility of ordering food in Paris, France, using only the Danish language. Research was published as Lingual Isolation in Practice, Speak or Starve, in the European Journal of Linguistics, July 2012. I believe we're going to start with Justin. Is this real or fake? That washed like right over. Okay, so, so, <laughs> say that if, again. If, so as I understand it, the study was: Can I go to Paris mm -hmm. and only speak Danish? Correct. Refuse to speak French or English? Mm -hmm. Do I starve to death, or will somebody feed me? Or like, make... can I point and grunt in Danish like a caveman at yeah. which of the hamburgers I want and make my way in society? Is this just a, like a a study to find out? That the French are dicks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the French would love it if you starved. Like, yeah, they're like, like I know you speak Danish, Danish, but no. You can actually speak French in France and fucking not get served. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you. You try to walk through gay Paris and you're tripping over corpses of starved out tourists who couldn't speak the language. It's like the, the killing fields of the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like the only in the city of lights where your lights and your eyes go out from lack of attention if you can't speak the language um really fake j man yeah i think that this is fake fake it says fake christopher what do you think um i think you're making me hate science with all of these honestly <laughs> i'm starting to realize why people just avoid science uh in our country uh i think that uh Again, I go, I, what he was saying is that, like, we went there. My wife and I went to France, and uh, we had 12 hours off on the way to South Africa. And honestly, you could, I guess in France, it would be a specific French study because that we spoke uh, English at all, and we're obviously Americans. They fucking hated us. Yeah. Like it was, we went to a restaurant, <laughs> and they fucking, and so if you're, and Danish people are just, they're, you know, they're kind of the alternative pricks. They're, they're much calmer about it than the French are, not in your face. So you get two kind of asshole um, societies together, and I think there is some scientific study that needs to be done with that. So I would say it's real. Uh, say real. Right. The, 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 the Danes and the French, the Jets and the Sharks of international cunts. What are you doing? Shut up. I'm going to say it's fake mainly because, like, Vikings, mimes. Vikings, mimes. Fish for breakfast, crepes. Fish for breakfast, crepes. Uh, the I, I I feel like it's fake because of the mm -hmm. journal, the linguistics journal. This this does sound like an interesting behavioral psychology thing. But the, the European Journal of Linguistics. Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, I, I don't think they haven't written anything this good. That's right, I went there. Ooh. It's no journal of emergency medical studies. <laughs> That's right. Eagle. All right. Brian and Justin have said fake. This paper is fake. There we go. That's a point for Brian and Justin. But nothing we said about the French was fake. No, we were correct. Oh, that fucking real. Real. Yeah, by the way, I, 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 worst it, people I've ever met. We, we, we did. We did. <laughs> we got on a fucking train in France, and somebody was was in our ticketed seat. Did we hold up the thing? And then and then uh, and then it's it's like the the French are the only mm -hmm. people who get mad when you try to talk their language and get mad when you don't talk talk their language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And angry people. Yeah, we not as Scotland. angry as I am about the French. <laughs> we went to, yeah. 
We went to Scotland on a train. The train, one of the trains had been canceled. We was everybody standing room only. And people, here's how cool Scottish people are. People started, everyone had a flask of something. And everybody was just, by the time we got there, we were standing in the aisles on this train and we were hammered and singing and no one gave a shit where you were from. So uh, that's why I go to Scotland and I don't even eat French fries anymore, honestly. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's a wrap. You heard that? Stay down, France. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ja, uh, no, Chris, I think we're going to start with you on this one. Oh, uh, God. Round five. This is the 1996 Ig Nobel Prize in Literature that went to the editors of the journal Social Text for eagerly publishing research that they could not understand, that the author said was meaningless, and which claimed that reality does not exist. The paper in question was called Transgressing the Boundaries, colon, Toward a Transformative Hermeneutics of Quantum Gravity by Alan Sokol, published in Social Text, Spring, Summer, 1996. Is this true or false? Real or fake is the name. Real or fake. Um, I read the graphic novel of this, <laughs> and I thought it was awesome. Um, explain it to me again. That sure. reality is not reality is not real. The editors of Social Text published a paper that intentionally was gobbledygook. So, so this is somebody who was trying to prank and see if they could get published with some nonsense. Correct. Got it. So this Elon Musk wrote this. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I would say absolutely. Someone pulling the prank, totally real, totally real, absolutely, absolutely totally real. real. And there is no reality, by the way. Yes, it's, uh, it's all. A, it's all. I mean, head. within the within the realm of no reality, this is real. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Um, uh, the I, I know that uh, uh, Peter Bogosian and and an associate did a whole like this writ large. They got like fifty nonsense uh, jibber jabber papers uh, published. But that wasn't until like like within the last ten years. So this seems like maybe this would be like patient zero for that. I'm with I'm with Chris. I think this is real. He's gonna say real. All right, Justin. All right, I'm playing for keeps since I don't know anything about any of these things to make any kind of educated guess. So I'm just going fake for the sake of fake. You're going you're going game <laughs> theory. He's game oh, theory yeah. jury. Game today. theory jur jury. That's me. A mm. well known character <laughs> trait of mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, oh, let me not do that. Justin said fake. This paper is bum, bum, bum. real. Yeah. 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 It's real. Uh, this was yeah. a hoax perpetuated by Sokol, who was a physics professor, to test if quote a leading North American journal of cultural studies would publish an article liberally salted with nonsense if it a sounded good and b it flattered the editor's ideological preconceptions. What was the word? Hermeneutics. Yeah, hermeneutics. H e r m e n e u t i c. Herman's head. Herman Cain's. Herman Munster. So this is. This is basically a paper to prove that people are douchebags. Yes. Really. Yes. It was an experiment. This guy is so like uh, basically taint licking douchebags. Is this editor a taint licking douchebag? Yes. And he, this, and this he, and he the, proved it. He's, he's uh, the Sasha Baron Cohen of science. Uh, <laughs> or, or the, or the, the, Ted, the Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, he was, but the, but he sent it to the Ted Cruz of journalism. There you yeah. go. Mm. Of editor. <laughs> All right. Halfway through the game, let's take a look at the scoreboard. Brian's got three points. Justin and Chris both have two points. All right, let's halfway go to, through? Halfway through. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, home stretch. Home stretch, Chris. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> rounding, rounding the turn. We're rounding the turn. Brian, uh, let's get to you here. The 2011 Chemistry Prize was given to Makoto Imai et al. in Japan for determining the ideal density of airborne wasabi to awaken sleeping people in case of a fire or emergency and for applying this knowledge to invent the wasabi alarm. This is referenced as U.S. Patent Application 2010. 
A1 so, from 2009. So this is basically for somebody who is maybe hearing or visually or both impaired. You need to wake them up when there's a fire. So this thing does a puff of wasabi to get your ass out of bed. Uh, man, if this ain't real, it should be. I'm going to say real. It's going to say real. All right, Justin. I'm going to say real, too. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> Wait, is this guy Japanese? Is this a Japanese study? Uh, I'm, this is a this is a yeah, U.S. Makoto, patent. Makoto, yeah, a, a U.S. a U.S. But patent. The guy's name was I, Makoto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it, this makes me love the Japanese as much as Titus hates the French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but this thing, if it if it worked, would also be great to just aerosolize wasabi for many different dishes. You could just set a fire, put your bread up, whatever, get some wasabi on it. I, I think this is real. I think this is real. And for, for, I didn't even think about like for blind people or uh, or deaf people, it, what, what a brilliant idea. Yeah. All right, everyone says real. This one is real. Yeah. We got a picture Boom. of a wasabi alarm here. Uh, it's a product. <laughs> they even made it. Look, they even got a little spritzer here. It looks like a... Goddamn. Is this like, uh, is this shit on, like, Kickstarter or something? I'll tell you what, man. Uh, uh, you could take your pick between, like, uh, like a hamburger alarm, a spaghetti alarm, <laughs> the, the Fauchinator, the... Uh... Yeah, Fauchinator. How about yeah. something that used to I'm just, I'm just throwing best broken spaghetti at you to wake up. Wake up, you son of a bitch. The, I've the got house broken is on spaghetti fire. in your eye. There's a house fire. You need to get out. <laughs> All right, Justin. Your Fauci, your Fauci is fucking excellent, bro. I love your Fauci, man. Uh, as it turns out, I've had some time on my hands. <laughs> All right, Justin, we're starting with you on this one. The 1992 prize in economics was awarded to James St. John Smythe for demising a model, excuse me, devising a model. <laughs> Demonizing <laughs> for devising a model that predicts the outcome of horse track racing and then using this model to lose a significant amount of money. The findings were published <laughs> as the use of Bayesian statistics in modeling horse racing from seasonal performance, a first attempt in Royal Society of Mathematics, 1990. Real or fake? So he made a study where he made a shitty system to bet on horses <laughs> and then lost and then wrote it up and got it published and got it published. That's amazing. Uh, one of these is going to be fake, and I'm going to say it's this one. He's going to say fake. All right, Chris, what do you think? I think this sounds like a story that the guy opens up with at Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, guys, you know, I, I thought I was a scientist. How do I combine my two loves? And I lost 400 grand, and my wife left me. Uh, I'm going to say uh, he wrote it because he had to write something. I'm going to go with real on this one. Gonna go with real, all right, Brian. Yeah, I'm gonna go fake just because that seems like if you're gonna write a fake one, uh, it's a pretty good story. Dude loses money on a horse betting system. All right, uh, Brian and Justin said fake. Chris said real. This one is fake. Yeah, uh, it's all right. It's all right. All uh, right, uh, just a few more I got here. The wasabi one. I got, I got the wasabi the one. Wasabi one is so big. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. All <laughs> uh, right, uh, Chris, we'll start with you on this one. Question eight: okay. The 2014 Ig Nobel Art Prize was awarded to Marina de Tomaso, Michelle Sardaro, and Paolo Livrea for measuring the difference in perceived pain that people suffer if they look at an ugly painting or a pretty painting while being shot in the hand by a powerful laser beam. The results were published. <laughs> Under the title, Aesthetic Value of Paintings Affects Pain Thresholds in the journal Consciousness and Cognition, 2008. Is this real or fake? First of all, <laughs> the fuck is that going to help you? With, what are you, an art? Like, if you're an art thief and they had lasers and you got hit with it, like, what was the study going to prove or help at the on the other side of it? 
Um, so if, so I'm looking at like a Kadinsky or something. Uh, I'm going to be upset if I'm getting hit with a fucking laser at the same time. Is this like, did Dr. Evil pay for the study? Like what? <laughs> like, I don't even fucking like. Da Vinci's with fake. freaking lasers on there. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it's, uh, it, By the way, go it, go to the art gallery and bring the lasers. We're gonna see if they feel pain depending on how beautiful the face. Oh, that's that's even better if if nobody is like intentionally doing the study, but instead you just go to the museum <laughs> yeah. and start zapping people and record just like an it's candid with camera. A laser. <laughs> hey kid, pull out your hand. <laughs> you like this painting? How about now? <laughs> is that better? <laughs> yeah, but one to ten. I mean, one to ten. One to ten. One to ten. <laughs> better one, better two. Better one, better two. Uh, I'm going to say it's got to be. This is fake. He's going to say fake. All right, Brian. I'm going to say it's real, like, for the purpose of, let's say you're a pediatrician, you have to administer shots. What What is statistically the most soothing imagery to put around the nursery or whatever? Okay, there we go. Brian says real. Justin. Showing five-year-olds a Rothko before you hit them with their vaccine. <laughs> like, if, 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 if was like, well, this tasted not as well as the Maplethorpe, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this Banksy, it really hurts when you shoot me while I'm looking at the Banksy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say this is real. I'm going to say this is, uh, this is definitely like... I mean, because... All right. You would think that a normal person would be like, oh, if you're watching the best episode of Cheers and and you were doing pain threshold, that's what a normal person, but somebody writing a study like this, of course they're going to be like, no, we'll show them paintings, assholes. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, fuck that's, you. What do you got against Cheers? Boo! Yeah, exactly. You're cheers back, back to the heckler. <laughs> You're like, nobody can replace coach. All right. Uh, Brian and Justin have said real this one is. Real. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, it's a study that you should be done with, like uh, comedy. You could show a Buster Keaton films or yeah. or, you know, or, or Midnight Run. I, it doesn't. It, I okay. First of all, <laughs> Boy, so, that is a that so, is a that is a that is spectrum. the spectrum of comedies. Yeah, like, Buster like, Keaton to Midnight Run. I love that. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that. Like, why would you have a study like that? Or is it just that doctors are so fucking rich they all have paintings? Like, so if that if no, that no, was no, no, for them. For, for them, that's them redlining entertainment. They're all sitting around the table, and they're like, well, what's the most fun we could all have? Uh, I don't know. Uh, polo? Uh, paintings. I, all for paintings. Raise your uh, pommels. <laughs> don't raise your hand. The lasers, the lasers will get you in the hand. Also, <laughs> uh, they can now write it off. That's a, you're, that's fucking right. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I spent four million on this. How do we? How do we put this as a business expense? <laughs> I hate rich people. <laughs> Just want to be honest. Uh, Brian, don't get me started on French wish people who yeah. fucking write the Rich people, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck you, Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> Brian, you're going to start with this one. The 2017 Prize in Behavioral Science was awarded in two parts. First to Tyler Viggen for his efforts in educating the public on the fact that correlation does not imply causation by creating the website Spurious Correlations and that finding random correlations in public data sets. Secondly awarded to Zoltan Pograch and Heike Fisher for their repeated attempts to create new conspiracy theories using random correlation found on the website Spurious Correlations 
correlations, published as Viability of Nonsensical Correlations as Seeds for Conspiracy Theories, published in Journal of Modern uh, Psychology, uh, January 2017. Uh, 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 please be real. Please be real. Please be real. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this website exists, and it's because uh, I seem to remember playing with it once, but uh, I hope it got published. It's amazing. Okay. Brian says real. Justin? Uh, I'm going to say real as well. I say real, Chris. I think it's real, and I love when people prove how stupid people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take some random shit and, and start a conspiracy theory, and all of a sudden there's people are printing T-shirts. I love shit like exactly. that. So I pray, I pray to God it's real. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born in June and have a wife uh, that also is uh, aware of the connection between aerosols and Michigan football. <laughs> you know, like those t-shirts you see on facebook and then you, sure. and then you sell a hat then you sell a hat yeah right? hat. exactly and then, then you, you put it on Dad. a hat too this QAnon supporter loves ping pong yeah. and drinking ipas <laughs> yeah and i'm irish too <laughs> okay look i'm right here fuckers <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone said real and this one was fake no! The website's real. Oh, wow. We've even oh, played a game oh, okay. with with the website. Hey, but hey, this, hey, this can, is... can you uh, just draw up? Just give us a quick glimpse of that of that awesome website. Uh, Spurious. Spurious correlations is the uh, the name of the website. So you go to and so it did get written up. It did get published, and it did win an ignoble. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no the no, paper no, no. is it fake. Was, you lost that fake. one. It was okay. fake. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, U.S. spending on science correlates very strongly, apparently, with suicides by hanging, strangulation, and suffocation. <laughs> and that's on the top of the page. Uh, number of people who have drowned by falling into a pool correlates with films Nicolas Cage has appeared in <laughs> per year. Uh, per capita cheese consumption has matched with the number of people who have died by becoming tangled. A lot of strangulation on the website, y'all. What yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. They know they, they know which side their bread is buttered on. All right, let, let's That's let's bring right. this some bitch so, home. Yeah, so it's our final round. Let's take one last look at the scoreboard. Brian's got six points. Justin's got blah, 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 five points. Chris has got three points. This is of course our ten point round. So it's still anybody's game. Uh, Brian, you're in the lead. Three points, really? You still think it's my game? Really? No, no, ten no. Ten. This is the ten-point round. Ten-point ten oh, ten 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 round. round. Yeah, yeah. Ten-point round. Okay, yeah. all right. I thought I had to go to ten, and then I was going to be here till fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, home stretch. Home stretch. We got this. Brian, you're in the lead. The good news is we're going to get a fuck of a study out of this. Published by Brushwood and Young, the breaking point of a comedian on a live Twitch podcast. Because you're in the Lead, Brian, you're going to start <laughs> me, on this one. First of all, that he accepted to do it and then, then got reminded that he accepted to do it. That <laughs> pissed me off. And then I had to do this thing. So See, you're right. Yeah, like, there is a level. Christopher becomes... Oh, I, like one to ten. One to ten. I'm at an eight right now. Like, one to ten. Next at an question. eight. All right. Uh, if this wins, Christopher will be the heckler at the front row of the Ignoble. <laughs> like, yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're going to answer first. Ready. This is the 2019 prize in Anatomy, which was awarded to Roger Muset and uh, Bura Bang. Banj Udifa for measuring scrotal temperature asymmetry in naked and clothed postmen in France. The report Thermal Asymmetry in the Human Scrotum was published in Human Reproduction, Volume 22, 2007. Is that real or fake? It's got to be real. Got to be real. He says real. Justin. I got to say fake because <laughs> otherwise I lose. Uh, but I think that, man, those... They love nuts, man. They're going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> nuts are nuts. The French, French. Yeah, you know, and again, more more proof that the French are out of their fucking minds. And I've never had – it's a dumb study because I have never had one of my balls 
colder than the other. I've had one of my feet colder than the other one, but I've, ne I've never went, man, my left testicle is freezing right now. Um, I'm going to need to get like a sock or a small, it, like it a, does a, like, seem like cap for it. It seems like one of those Heisenberg uncertainty principles where it's like in order to measure the temperature, you'd have to take your balls out. That would alter the temperature. So you can, you can exactly. either know the temperature of the left. All, or right, the right. all right. How about this one? It's and a what really, are the electrodes? Really, really... What are the sensors look like? How many sensors per ball do you need? It seems. And by the way, who volunteers to do that? Who's, <laughs> who's, uh, who's the, who's the PA on that gig? Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's fake. All right. For the game, we have a winner here. Uh, folks, with 16 points, this study is... Bum, bum, bum. Real! That's yeah. Brian's game. Congratulations, Brian. I'm done, I'm done with science. I'm done with Bullshit. science. I'm, I'm joining... I'm going... I'm going to still be in Scientology, but I'm done with science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Christopher. Uh, uh, oh, oh, first, we have to thank the person who gave us the game. Yes, thank you again to Dr. Uncle Mal. Thank you, Dr. Mal. If you've got a game you'd like us to play here in the middle of the show, which is what this has been, email us, mail at nightattack.tv. That's an email address. Send it there. Thank you. Uh, Chris. That was really fun, by the way, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's get your plugs in before we cut you loose. Uh, uh, what, what should everybody go to? Uh, two things. Uh, two things I want to say, you know, that when we're doing the shows, uh, the reason we do the shows, we do it because I want people to have a good show. But I also so many the, the one job that's not going to be open for a long time is stand up comedy and guys who perform. We are look at here's my job. If COVID's alive, I'm on stage spewing the virus on people or there's 300 to 500 people laughing at me, spewing it on me. So the reason we charge is so the comics, the money goes to the comics. So the comics, you know, got to get through their lives, too. And you guys get to laugh your ass off for 90 minutes. So that's what it is. Also, if you want to go to uh, Amazon Prime, the movie I wrote and directed called Special Unit, uh, due to the Fairness and Disabilities Act, the LAPD has to hire four handicapped undercover detectives. And I play the worst cop in L.A. I basically play Nick Nolte's mugshot. <laughs> and uh, and it's got good reviews. It won a, I won a director's award. It's won some, a couple of comedy awards called Special Unit. Go see that. And um, and then on the 14th, we're doing my show. This weekend, we're doing uh, another show. And then Ron Funches. It just just go to CombustionLive.com and you and laugh your ass off. There, that, you oh, there we go. So Combustion Live is, is where you want to go for all of that stuff. And, right. and let me right. and let me just say this. Uh, 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 COVID obviously is shaking fucking everything up. And and certainly stand-up comedy is something that, that is going to take a long time to come back. But also, you're... You're not going to get to see comics at the level that you are booking them for this cheap in any venue for very no. long. You are you are going to look back at the halcyon days when you were able to pay ten dollars to see somebody like yourself or Ron Funches, like comics with names, like because this will catch on and the money will get bigger. Get get right. in now and say that you were there at the very beginning. Like like it is, it is worth reason it just for that. And part of the reason we're doing it that because everyone else at home, you guys, I'm like, what are we going to charge 50 bucks when you guys are all out of work too? So the reason we, you know, I've had a lot of people go charge 15, charge 20. I'm like, nah, 10 bucks. People can, people can drop 10 bucks for a night of comedy right now with all this bullshit going on. And especially Mitch McConnell helping us out so much. Motherfucker. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm just saying that I just think that. You know, it, we tried to help everybody, help the comics get paid, help the people at home kind of have a night out, even though they're in uh, and not die uh, on a ventilator. So that's kind of the goal <laughs> in life. 
And I'll tell you what, you're succeeding beyond your wildest dreams. Uh, 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 Christopher Titus, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, honestly, I know I talk shit. You guys were a blast. This was fun. It was like hanging out with, I never met you guys, never hung with you guys, but it was really like hanging out with my douchebag buddies. I appreciate it. Nice. High praise, high praise. Thank you very much, Christopher. We'll cut you loose. And thank you to Merrill Bar for for hooking us all up. And uh, man, uh, that was- was... I'll do it again. Take it easy, guys. All right. Take care, man. Good to see you. See you later, mate. Bye. Uh, dude, that was a blast. Uh, uh, Chris, good people. Yeah, he, that fucker hates the French. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a, it's not an unpopular sentiment. <laughs> I know, I know. Turns out the rest of the world does as well. I guess. Uh, no, no, no. He was fucking. He was hilarious. He was. Uh, he was great. It was great to have him on. I, I had no idea that we were in adjacent circles. Like, uh, uh, aside from, uh, uh Merrill is a a um is the bridge a, builder a, yeah and 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 an apostle for shouting out cool things and we and he is one of the cool things that that gets shouted out that we are we are uh similarly able to do which is great uh hey buddy you want to do a little bit of diamond time Oh yeah, Brian. Diamond Times, where you shout out your projects right here on the show. It's at the uh, you know back half of the program. You head on over throughout the rest of the week to reddit.com slash r slash diamond club. Top three projects get shouted out at uh, uh, the top of the page. So here we go. Very understated says, I just wanted to thank Bryce for being such a rad dude. Aww. I miss trending lemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, working on working on new stuff. It, it, working on new stuff. Working on new stuff. Yeah. Thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if only if only you had more time. <laughs> Christmas J eighty three says, "Good day, Diamond Club." <laughs> Election day in the United States is just a week away. Every four years, I track exit polls from all of the battleground states. Did you know that exit polls are often an early indicator of how an election will end? In twenty sixteen, the first exit polls out of North Carolina, Ohio, and Florida started to show an election result that we weren't expecting. I'll be doing it again this year, and I'll even be tracking Senate exit polls if they are available. The first exit polls should start rolling in around seven p.m. Eastern time, four p.m. West West Coast time. Where can you find this? Check out my Google sheet at yolo420.com slash exitpolls2020. That's E-X-I-T-P-O-L-L-S 2020. I'll also be posting them in Justin's Twitch chat, his Discord, and his Twitter as well. Search hashtag exitpolls2020 on Twitter. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to give you my like phone number. <laughs> just make me just give me things before anybody else sees them. And finally, uh Gyromancy of Chatrum says, Hey everyone, I've been trying to put together some semblance of a podcast for a few years now. Motivation, confusion, storytelling, and love are key to the show. But it's taken a it's taken years to finally get around to actually editing what became episode one of Gyromancy. Every Sunday I plan on reading an episode. It would mean the world to me. Releasing uh, for one what was that? Releasing an episode. Oh, I plan on releasing an episode uh, uh, on Sunday. Every Sunday, I plan on releasing an episode. It would mean the world to me if one person in the world would listen. I'm not expecting feedback, constructive criticism, or anything else. If someone somewhere listens, I hope you enjoy it, and my goal will have been reached. One person producing the show and one person listening. The golden one-to-one ratio of equality. P.S. As soon as it's released, I'll link episode one of Gyromancy down below as a reply to this comment. And indeed, that man did. Can we get? I, mean, I don't know if we're going to ruin immediately his uh, his goal of only one person listening, but let's take a, let's take a little peek. 
Is anything happening? It's playing very quietly. Oh. He may not have a trailer. Is that ink? Might have. Oh, you think like this might detector. be a, an auto thing? No, it may it may like know that that too many people are hearing it and it's oh. shutting it down. Oh crap! He's well. Look, that's what he wanted. <laughs> that's what he wanted. We gave the man what he wanted. Uh, we by the way, I'm you. just gonna one to one. I'm I'm just gonna blast through a few more of these real quick because we do have some good ones. Bill Meeks, one of the most uh, uh, beautiful men uh, on the planet, been a hardcore. Uh, part of our family for a very, very long time. The audiobook version of my book on how to build your own fan podcast is up on Audible. Pick up a copy at yolo420.com slash fan podcast. And then King Joey52A says, vote Gloria Young 2020 for president. Make America motherly again. And indeed, I will say this. My mom is on the politics, politics, politics podcast tomorrow, yelling at me for continuing to promote the fact that people should write her in for president. <laughs> uh, hey, Bryce, uh, should we take a moment to examine our mail sack? Let's uh, let's do that. Let's is uh, is it is it evenly temperature? Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> taking the temperature on this one here. Yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's find out. Uh, join us for drinks in the Diamond Club. Oh, the Diamond Club? That sounds great. (laughs) What? (laughs) There we go. Uh, This is the veil. How grand? That's right. That fucking will. Oh, the Diamond Club. That sounds great. Uh, they, uh, yes, this is uh, where uh, we read some of the emails that you all sent in to mail at nightattack.tv. It's an email address. Uh, we got this one from Gyromancy. This is from a little while ago. Uh, uh, I'm listening to the uh, infamous, now infamous Rib Tibs episode. <laughs> and if anything, I can confirm that Rib Tibs are in fact real. I was with my fiance in Virginia for Magic Fest 2019 playing a traded card game that I suck at and but enjoy. Uh, and... Uh, after the convention, we went to Hooters for the first time in either of our existence, and I can confirm Virginia Hooters, maybe nationwide even, have rib tibs with a B, two Bs, on their menu. They sounded so an- unappetizing that I didn't go for them. We both ate wings, but rib tibs are a Hooter offering through and through. And I'm sorry, I have not tried rib tibs, so that's where my regret comes from. You're welcome, Justin. You're now vindicated, Gyromancy. I, I, I mean, p- uh, picks are GTFO. I mean... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, evidence presented, and look at you, King Brian, uh, looking down upon the commoners. Oh, come forth with me with news of rib tips. Fie on you. Uh, uh, you are a, a charlatan and a fool. Cast them out. Mm, I don't think so. Rib tip nation rising slowly <laughs> you, you, but you just, surely. You just said rib tip. You didn't you even say rib tip. I said tip. I said rib tip. Of course I said rib tip. I heard a plosive at the end of that. This motherfucker uh, said rib, rib tip. tip. This motherfucker. You, you motherfucker <laughs> yeah, no, said rib tip. I mean, uh, look, I, I refer you to my my uh, documentary, Loose Nugs, <laughs> all about the <laughs> <laughs> rib tips. <laughs> Rib tips. Rib tips. Uh, Justin, can you do me a favor? I mean, can- number one, if it ain't, it ought to be. Again, I'm telling, <laughs> like, like it's that's a brand that is ready to roll. Just somebody name the same fucking thing, rib tips, and and you will be rocking and rolling. Mm. All right. Uh, Justin, can you do me a favor and hit the high thoughts music? Do you have the high thoughts music? Uh, oh, shit. Within, I do have the high thoughts within, music. Within reach, we do have some high thoughts here. <laughs> I wonder who it's from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, our friend Mbombo Cube 
send them this email. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. we can hear oh, yeah. Right. Saying, LaCroix is just homeopathic fruit. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, kind of makes sense because, uh, so we actually found out a little bit of the science about how LaCroix is made. Um, apparently, there are esters is is what it is 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 so like we we distilled water from Dr Pepper and we were confused because it smelled very very pungently of Dr Pepper but tasted like pure water and and we thought that we were big dumb dummies on that episode of Modern Rogue but then in the comments somebody's like hey I'm a PhD scienceman uh, and you guys have discovered the the way Lacroix does its thing, where it smells stronger than it tastes, is because of the esters that uh, I guess are a different um, boiling temperature than the water itself, which is why you could distill it and it still has that uh, essence on there. Oh, holy shit! So that's how it works. It works where like it's partially the smell and then a slight hint of of the taste, but the smell kind of gets you most of the way while you're drinking right, exactly it. which is why which is why it's so confusing and why everybody is talking about the flavor of Lacroix. uh i guess i'm, I'm having a, a a kirkland Lacroix knockoff but that's why that's why your tongue says water bubbly water but then you know as you get that that after in your nose and everything mm -hmm. uh yeah and you know i uh and there's all sorts of studies of like hey like taste is not the only factor right like the you guys have heard of the the, the study where they take uh what, what is it when you're a, a sommelier where they take sommelier students yeah. and give them a bunch of white wines and then they blind they put red dye in it and they taste it and they believe that they're red wines even though they are exactly right white wines. yeah so and not only is taste uh subjective but also but but i mean it's an experiential thing and 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 uh, like like we've we've talked about uh in that uh, whiskey sommelier class there's there's one moment that they they reveal that hey remember the whiskey that we had in a paper cup uh that was a very expensive very fine whiskey and none of us thought anything of it because we did jack shit on 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 you know presentation for that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, that'll do it for, uh, emails this week. Thank you everybody who sends in emails to mail at nightattack.tv. It's an email address and you send it there. We might read your email here at the end of the show, which is what this has been. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hot damn, man. Uh, for being a last minute booking, uh, that was great. Uh, uh everything worked. Uh, turns out that, uh, uh, professional podcasters with layers, that's, those are the only people we need to have on from now on. Oh my God! Ain't got a layer. Man. Get out of our hair. That's our motto. Here's all I'm saying, man. Like for a while, we were like, let's not book other people we don't know because I like our friends better. <laughs> but now that we met a really funny, good stranger who fit on the show, fuck our friends. <laughs> like they're not nearly as funny as Christopher Titus. That is, that is, uh, uh that's that's the way to go from here on out. And I'm so I'm so excited that we had him on and talked about the comedy thing because I do think that that's super important as people figure out what the fuck comedy is for the next you know five years also also yes i understand all the reasons he wouldn't want to think of himself as a guy who owns a comedy club but uh man if it shakes like a titty and it takes a five dollar bill like a titty dancer it might be a titty it dancer. might be my aunt esther <laughs> uh, uh yeah dude uh, uh so so big big shout out to that uh what do we learn bro? uh dude we learned that uh sometimes tech doesn't bring us down to our knees 
Mm. Uh, we learned that uh, uh, lettuce doesn't belong in your nose. Jeez, oh, yeah, that's a pretty show. We learned that people should go to patreon.com slash night attack and get a hell of a roller coaster ride of a pre show. Uh, and we learned that, uh, oh, who's the bit boss? The bit boss. Our bit boss with. 3,000 bits is Big Jim 5, as Hell. well as our sub-boss, Biz Dism, who gave five subs. Oh, so did Rockwell Martian. Double double sub-boss. Thank you. Hells yeah. Uh, uh, well, Brian, I think you should die in a fire. No, I think I'll see you next Tuesday. Also, next week's episode will be one day late. Oh, that's right. Oh, a day late because of the election. There you go. So vote at a dollar short thanks to dick ran von huntington yeah vote for my mom vote for my mom my mom's name is gloria young vote for her for president and text me a picture night attack night attack night attack night attack night attack Night attack, I love you. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>